VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you no doubt have heard the chatter. I mean, sometimes it's coming from unbelievers who feel something big is on the verge of happening. They don't know what it is, but maybe it's another world war or some country using a nuclear weapon or some sort of collapse in our country or the escalating lawlessness, civil unrest. Some have wondered, you know, could this be the end? Well, for believers in Christ, increasingly, I've also heard many use that expression that we're in the end times and believe we're on the precipice of the Lord's return. Well, both inside and outside the church, people are asking that same question, is this the end of the world? Well, our guest today has put this uh, study, uh, studied this question and unfolds it in his answer in the pages of from Scripture and a new book that he has authored entitled, Is the End Near? Joining us today, we welcome Dr. Michael Youssef, the founder and president of Leading the Way and founding pastor of the Church of the Apostles in Atlanta, Georgia. He's the author of multiple books, including The Third Jihad, Jesus, Jihad, and Peace, Never Give Up, Hope for This Present Crisis, and the newly released book, Is the End Near? Dr. Youssef, welcome here to Crosstalk. Thank you for having me back, Jim. I really appreciate always being with you, and uh, I found it very stimulating and appreciate all that you do. Well, Dr. Yusuf, I, I know, and you've said, I don't consider myself to be an end-time preacher, but Dr. Yusuf, I'm confident that you're hearing the chatter if the end is near. Is is this inquiry unique to things going on here in the United States, or are, are people around the world asking that same question? It is. It's global. Uh, I've been around the world 67 times. I'm getting ready to do my 68th wow. time in November, and uh, I have ministries, of course, in, in uh, all over the world, and I travel a great deal, I preach and, and minister in person. And uh, yes, that question has been asked. Uh, even what uh, drew my attention to this is the uh, tele- Daily Telegraph in London, which uh, my wife, who is an Anglophile, <laughs> reads it every day. The Daily Telegraph asked back in July, is this the end of the world? And I was reading that article, that was the headline, and uh, I was fascinated by that. And I of course, President Biden talked about nuclear Armageddon yes. uh, more than uh, likely and so forth. And, and I can quote a lot of others. The head of the United Nations uh, recently said something to that effect. So uh, it's coming from believers and non-believers. And uh, the problem I, I'm finding is this. A lot of people have heard this before. Oh, the end of the world, the second coming, we you know, without the signs and so forth, and they got burnt, and therefore they kind of turning a deaf ear to this and not really even want to talk about it. They it, said, well, hasn't always, everybody says this for, through the years. Yes, it is true. It really is. In fact, some people made the horrible mistake of predicting dates and right. times right. and so forth. And way back in the 1800s with the Millerites, right. and, uh, and then we, we know that historically this is, this is to be true, yeah, but, but I really hope that uh, uh, God's people are not going to be jaded mm-hmm. to the point where they really don't look at this from fresh eyes, and that's what I did, not being uh, coming out of the school of, uh, you know, the, the end time, the end time, Gog and Magog, and mm-hmm. this and that and the other thing. I decided to take a fresh look, look at what Jesus himself said when he was asked that question. In fact, he was asked a double question, and he answers both questions. A lot of people confuse mm-hmm. Matthew 24 with known as the Olivet Discourse. They think it's, he's talking about one thing, but they said no. They asked what will happen to this building, and then they said to him, what will be the signs of the nearness of your return? Mm-hmm. And, and he talks. He makes, he makes that distinction very clear. He said, on that day and on those days, on that day Great. and those days. And, Doctor, we're going to unfold all of those things, but I'd like to ask you this. What, what is different about 
where we are right now. You said people have been asking this a long time, and people, you know, wrongly set dates. No man knows the day or the hour of Christ's return. But what is different about where we are right now in the in the timeline timeline of history compared to decades ago? I'm sure you've seen that cartoon character holding up the sign, "The end is near." Uh, what's What's different? I mean, why are so many asking that question now compared to you know they asked the question before? But things just seem different now. Yes, there's some things that are happening now that have never happened before. Historically, I'm very familiar with history, uh, even our own life experience, some many things that are taking place that really have not happened before. So I went back to see what Jesus said about the six signs mm-hmm. about uh, immediately the signs that will take place before his return. One of them is that we're experiencing for the first time in Western civilization history, persecution of Christians in the West. And uh, that persecution is coming from uh, secular forces and forces that are basically hate Christ and hate his word, uh, whether it would be in Ireland when a Christian school fired a teacher because he refused to use these uh, silly pronouns. And literally, he went back to school, he was arrested, he was in jail uh, three weeks ago, he was quoted from jail to say, I'll spend my life in jail, then be forced to compromise my Christian faith. In Melbourne, Australia, uh, a man who was a CEO of a, uh, the, one of the largest uh, football clubs, uh, Essendon, uh, he was given a choice. You resign your position or you resign your membership of your church, mm-hmm. which uh, only performs uh, a biblical marriage. And on and on, a doctor in England was fired because he prayed with some uh, lady who told him to pray with her. And so these are just simple stories, but there are many, many, many more that persecution is heating up in addition to what Jesus talks about in Matthew 24 is the apostasy, the people turning their back on the faith. And a matter of fact, you call these in your book, you use the term labor pains, and uh, these six different labor pains were six signs that foreshadow the conclusion of history. And one of those, as you mentioned, believers are going to be hated. And we do see that happening on an increasing scale, not just here in in the West, but it's happening in numerous countries. You know, I've spoken with uh, those agencies that, that monitor Christian persecution, and it, everything is just off the charts right now uh, it, to levels we've never seen before. But you started mentioning another labor pain, and that is falsehood and deception. Comment on what's taking place with that today. Look what is happening today in terms of uh, in the West. I'm going to come back to the Middle East because I'm familiar with that sure. part of the world really well. I'm there all the time. I know what's going on. But uh, on the in the West, here people are literally they sanitizing it and calling it deconstruction, where megachurch pastors and uh, music, Christian musicians and all, all just basically turning their back on the faith, walking away. Uh, Bonner just recently published uh, a study that third, that's one-third of senior pastors don't believe that a person needs Jesus to be saved and if, if he can be a good person. Uh, and 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 all that goes on and on and on in the West. In in England, the second highest authority in the Church of England. That's a denomination which I was ordained a million years ago. <laughs> and 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 he said that to the priests. They said, "Look, if if you don't want to do homosexual marriages, you need to leave the church." Right. Uh, this is one of the highest authority in the church. So as while this is going on here in the West, and of course, pandemic has revealed to us really who are the faithful ones right. and who wants to stay home in their pajamas and drink coffee and watch church. Um, that that there really is is a is a separation. It seems to be taking place and beginning to take place between the sheep and the goats. And to to make things really even clearer, that in the very uh, Islamic countries where a person, if they convert to Christ, there's no persecution. They lose their life, literally, and they lose it by family member, not just the government. There are thousands and thousands of people coming to Christ, and we get this report every day. They're coming to Christ at the, at the threat of their own life, mm. and yet they're embracing mm. death with joy and persecution with joy. 
and and is just so grateful to know Christ and to know that they can really know personally know God, and so as you see that globally, whether it will be in the persecuted uh, church openly or in the West, you have to come to the conclusion that God is doing something that we have not seen, and that is He's gathering His elect from every tribe and every nation, and uh, another. Uh, uh, sign uh, or labor pain sign that Jesus talks about. By the way, it's not me. <laughs> right. I took the words of Jesus. He's the one who said the labor pains, and here they are, uh, is uh, n- not just departing from the faith. He, he, he said it's going to be so bad, even if possible. And this is where the passion comes in in those two words. Even if possible, the elect, some of the elect will be deceived. And when you see so many, so much of the non-discernment in Western world and people not comprehending the uniqueness and the authority of Christ and, the, and, and absolutely no um, name under heaven are which given for men to be saved, all that is sort of going by the wayside. And uh, while God is gathering his, 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 his people from every tribe, language, and nation, uh, another sign is that the gospel of the kingdom mm-hmm. shall be preached throughout the world uh, to every nation. That's ta ethna in Greek. That is every ethnic group. And then the end will come. And so now we are aware of the fact that the gospel literally is in every corner of the globe. Yeah, yeah. You know, even programs that come from this network and this station, literally there are responses that, that are seeing downloads from, from many uh, scores of countries uh, that are taking place. And the word is going forth. I think of your your program and your worldwide ministry as well. I mean, it is certainly a fulfillment of that aspect, going from corner to corner. Uh, there is another uh, a labor pain you write about, and it is dealing with the wars and rumors of wars. And some would say, well, there have always been wars that now we just have greater media coverage of those. So I'd like you to address this, but I'm also going to have you weave into this some of the very remarkable things that are happening in China right now, because you bring up China in your book. So uh, let's talk about these wars, rumors of wars. Is it more than before? And and how does China get linked to all of this? Absolutely. Well, uh, you're exactly right. And people who say, well, we've always had earthquakes and uh, all these phenomena and uh, and so we've always had them, yes. And, and the, the issue is not whether we've always had them. To go back to the words of Jesus is like labor pains. Now, labor pains do not come uh, or not prevalent in the beginning or even in the middle of the pregnancy. There may be some false labor pains and so on. But he said, well, toward the end, we have four wonderful children and 11 grandchildren, and, and we've been through it so many times that when labor pains start coming in close, 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 closer interval, intervals, then you know the big event is about to happen and that you're coming toward something that is close to that end that Jesus talks about. Mm-hmm. And so that is really the difference, uh, whether because we were supposed to be living in this time where we're able to see these things or hear about them more often than we, they did in the past, or they're really actually happening in closer and closer and, and more intense as the, the baby's about to be born, I think that, to me, is one of those great signs that our Lord gives us about the nearness of His return. Great. Tell you what, we're, we're up against a break right now, so we're going to come back, and, and then we're going to bring China into this matter, too, because you bring out some very important things pertaining to China in your book entitled, Is the End Near? Dr. Michael Yusuf, our guest today on Crosstalk, will be back in just one minute here on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris. Creation Seminar Speaker at the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, can one believe in God and evolution at the same time? Chris, many people do believe in God and in evolution by natural selection, but I don't think they should. The very reason evolution exists is to try to explain the fact that we're here without a God. It's a totally natural theory as opposed to supernatural. Recently, I heard from a Christian in Russia. He acknowledges that evolution was used as a tool by the communist government for all those years to discredit Christianity and the Bible. Today, there are many Christians in Russia, but it would be very rare to find a Christian who believes in evolution. 
Those who have gone through the communist ordeal have recognized that evolution and Christianity are incompatible. I wish American Christians would see that back to Genesis truth so clearly. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Michael Youssef is our guest today. A brand new release book is The End Near, and we're discussing key elements of that book right now, talking about the birth pangs. Uh, it talked about in Matthew chapter 24 and Matthew 25. Just before we continue on, we're going to bring China into our discussion. Uh, Dr. Youssef, for those who would like to obtain a copy of, of your book, uh, where can they obtain it? Well, of course, it's all over, uh, you know, Amazon or uh, or Barnes and Noble. But also, there is a website is theendnearbook.com, or leading the way, LTW for short, LTW.org. I mean, there are varieties of ways you Great. can uh, get the book. It's everywhere right now. Uh, came out uh, early this month. Okay. Again, those websites. Is the end near book.com is the end near book.com or ltw.org. So, we're talking about this. Uh, uh, one of the birth pangs you talked about is the wars and rumors of wars. And uh, I'd like to bring China into this because, my, the manipulation by China is so intense at this time. And you bring up China in your book. And, yeah. and so, I'm going to have you talk about that significance of China in our discussion and then. With that, Dr. Youssef, you also write about the communist debt trap. So I'm going to have you explain what that is, because it all interweaves with with this discussion here. Well, when we, I, I watch the uh, the English uh, uh, China English news uh, summer regularly, because uh, it really is informative in many ways. The deception is so spectacular uh, when they are lecturing the West. Uh, on human rights, here they are, literally have slavery camps uh, for the Uyghurs, the, the, the Muslim uh, uh, Chinese, and then the Christian churches, they're closing one after another after another. And uh, the underground churches, when they're discovered, they are tortured in such a way, even worse than the days of the Cultural Revolution, at least for some observers. And so when you see all of that, and yet we are so thoroughly dependent on China, they can literally put their foot down and we, are, uh, we, we cease to exist uh, for so many things uh, that we are dependent on them, including medicine and uh, uh, stuff like that. And I, do, I try to uh, do the homework and uh, document everything that I, that I say. Mm-hmm. And then they're buying the silence of many corporations. Uh, the BlackRock uh, uh, Corporation uh, is, 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 is literally, uh, I don't know, they got, they got uh, three-quarters of the corporations beholding to them, and they are the ones who are doing China's bidding. And this World Economic Forum and the total control and the woke uh, impact on, on these corporations, and they now can literally punish Christians in the West and Christian uh, executives in their companies, but then they really, whether it be Disney or or NBC, or they just wink at all the stuff that's going on in China. China basically bought uh, their silence. The American corporations are absolutely silent. They cannot say anything negative. And then you got their military uh, expansionism. And uh, they literally, the only anybody coming in the South Sanachi, uh, of course, because of our Australian connection, we keep in touch with what's going on in Australia, and uh, and and how both Australia and Japan just signed a peace treaty, uh, a defense treaty, security treaty, because they both feel very very threatened by China, oh, yeah. and so the, the the topic of China is just endless. Uh, what they're doing and how they literally dominating the world. It's, it's it's very spectacular. It is, and you, you use a term called the Belt and Road Initiative, and that's that's part of where this whole debt trap is coming into play as well. Yes, uh, and and you know that they, they began uh, years ago to um, to to re- rebuild that Silk Road, uh, with that trade route that uh, used to be uh, hundreds of years ago, 
And in fact, there are some believers in China who took advantage of that and they said, well, we can do this. And they started a movement called Back to Jerusalem movement, which is really very few people in the West, Christians in the West know about it. They are training and learning the languages of all the countries between China and Israel in order to send missionaries to preach the gospel because they believe that the gospel is making a full circle. It began, of course, in Jerusalem and Antioch and Alexandria and from there to Rome and German countries and England and the United States, of course, became the center of Christianity. And now Asia has become the center of Christianity. One of the largest churches in the world are in Asia. In fact, the largest churches in the world are in Asia. And so they believe that the gospel is making a full circle and coming back all the way to Jerusalem. Mm. So this is, a, I mean, that's, that's part of the good news. We have yeah. a lot of bad news, but yeah. the yeah. good news is that so many of these wonderful godly Chinese and Koreans are training and learning the language to go to take the gospel to, to these countries that Wonder. literally uh, bring us full circle to uh, to uh, to Jerusalem, and and just one more point in all of this too. And uh, you used a term that that was re- really intriguing to me in your book. You used the term funding Armageddon. I mean, funding Armageddon, and and you bring in a number of corporations with this. But what do you mean by funding Armageddon? Because we see Armageddon. What Scripture talks about this great war that's coming. What what is meant by that? I think I'm using Armageddon in the, in terms of the way it's used in the secular sense, that sort of, kind of a finale, grand finale, okay. or whatever. I'm not necessarily the one that the Bible talks about that is in the Valley of Megiddo, but I'm talking about how we're spending that money so that if China literally decides that we have become a, uh, a, a weak uh, power and they want to take uh, over and begin their own uh, Armageddon, if you like, using the term uh, advisedly, uh, they can do it because they already got the money, they got the funds, they got the corporations in their pocket, they got so much uh, of the world literally beholding to them. Now, I read the Arabic press on a regular basis. Do you, do, would you believe that I have not read a single article or in the Arabic press that condemned China for what they're doing to the Muslims in their midst? Not one. Because they have become also pawn in the Chinese uh, global uh, 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 greed and and global uh, interest of uh, controlling the world. Uh, Dr. Michael... Dr. Michael Youssef with us here today, author of the book, Is the End Near? Uh, Dr. Youssef, we're, we're also, I, I know you also, beside the labor pains and so forth, uh, you, you talk about uh, the issue of inflation and scarcity and famine. And my, we're, we're told about supply chain issues. We see the, you know, because of the war with Ukraine, uh, Russia's attack on Ukraine, we see, uh, you know, the, the grain and harvest field, the, those harvests are not going to be there to feed people. Uh, do you believe that uh, we're soon going to see get past these things, that everything is going to be all well and good again, or is, do you think there's far more to come? Well, I mean, just as a, as, as a human being and a, a caring person, I, I pray that uh, there will uh, go back and things go back to normal. But when you think about it, uh, now the country where I was born, Egypt, is totally dependent on the Ukrainian uh, wheat. And they are literally scrambling now and trying to figure out where they're going to feed this 100 million people. And this is just one country. There are so many other countries that are dependent on the Ukrainian wheat. And uh, as long as uh, Russia keeps interrupting uh, what we call the, the, the supply chain, mm-hmm. and, and the supply chain, I mean, we saw the panic over toilet paper, for goodness sake, uh, just in, uh, uh, during the, the pandemic. And just think about when it, it is food, not, 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 not a commodity, but food. That, uh, and the riots and, uh, that we see literally every day and, uh, and, and the, the, the barbarianism that's taking place where they, um, you know, throwing paint on Van Gogh pictures. Yes. I mean, there is anarchy that is seemed to be Im- literally, literally taking hold of the very core of our Western civilization that 
you, you cannot ignore these signs. You cannot just say, well, you know, this is just a period we're going through. No, when they come together, all of them come together at one time. Yeah, yeah. I think in the 60s we had some stuff that we went through, and we said, well, you know, it's just a bunch of uh, uh, hippies who, you know, are just trying to find their identity, and, and sure enough, but not like this. This is truly a, a, a combination of anarchy, of uh, 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 supply food, uh, food supplies being interrupted uh, to uh, apostasy and turning away from the faith. And you look at all six signs that our Lord gives us mm-hmm. combined, and you have to say, well, there's got to be something more yeah. than just yeah. uh, it's a blip on the screen and everything is going to... Uh, become hunky-dory again. So early in our interview today, uh, you made reference to, uh, here, Matthew 24 and 25, but there's a reference to those days and another reference to that day. Are, are these one and the same, or is there something different here? There are two different things. You see, this is, you know, really the, the, the person who is not paying attention and I know some people have responded to things I've written, and they say, well, he's talking about the fall of Jerusalem. Well, you're right. He's talking about the fall of Jerusalem because they asked him two questions. They said, what's going to happen to this place, talking about the temple. They were sitting right across from it on the Mount of Olives. And what are the signs? There were two questions, and our Lord did not duck either of them. So he said, when it comes to the uh, fall of Jerusalem, here's what's going to happen. Uh, on that day, here's what's going to happen. And he gave us predictions that happen with precision. Not two stones are going to be one on top of the other. And in 70 A.D., when the Romans came and they raised the city of Jerusalem and killed them and imprisoned women and children, killed men, and, and, and what Jesus said, when you see that, flee to the mountains, run out of uh, the Judea, go to the mountains. So he was giving him advice what to do on that day. Then he turns around and said, now, as for those days, talking about the days prior to his return, and then he speaks about the labor pain in that context, in that vein. This is what's going to happen. This is a sign. This is the labor pains. Mm-hmm. And then he you know, uh, 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 gives us... Uh, each one and what relation it has to reality today i mean one has to be blind again i don't come i come from a reform background so i don't come from the tradition where they're kind of you know in time in time in time the schofield bible and so forth if i did that's fine too i have many dear friends who are in that tradition which mm-hmm. is wonderful but I, I didn't. I didn't come from that. I came from the pure eyes of looking at the words of Jesus and the warnings that when you see these labor pains are coming uh, faster and furious, they're not every hour, but they are every half hour, every 15 minutes or every 10 minutes, then look up and realize that the time is nigh. And then he kept saying, don't let anyone disturb you. Don't let anyone uh, uh, deceive you. Keep your eye on me, because in the end, that's what going the, 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 the faithful believers are going to do. They're going to keep their eyes on Jesus. And I'm appealing to the church two things. I'm saying, now, get together. Uh, tell you what, I'm, let me interrupt you there, uh, because we're just up against a break here. And uh, I, I want to get this message here that, that uh, you want to give out to, to individuals, because we, we don't want to leave people in fear today. We want to uh, certainly give hope. And friends, so stay with us. We're going to be addressing this matter of fear versus hope uh, here in just a moment. Dr. Michael Yusuf with us today, author of the book, Is the End Near? Available at istheendnearbook.com or ltw.org. Back in a minute. Here on Crosstalk. The Bible follows the rise and fall of kingdoms and governments, covers millennia of ancient history, and reveals God's plan for humanity through powerful accounts that still speak to us today. In the hardcover book, Charting the Bible Chronologically, authors Tommy Ice and Ed Heinsohn have teamed up to provide readers a panoramic view of the events recorded in Scripture, all laid out in chronological order. This book takes you from the words, In the Beginning, all the way to the New Jerusalem. With 40-plus full-color charts, you will see timelines of biblical history, pre-flood genealogy, Israel, the life of Christ, 
and a master fold-out chart of the entire Bible. This is a vital resource for new believers and Bible scholars alike, providing a visual guide to God's unfolding plan. Charting the Bible chronologically is available for a donation of $25 or more to VCY. Call 1-800-729-9829. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Is the end near? Folks, that's a question that the secular world is asking. It's a question that believers in Christ are asking. Is the end near? Dr. Michael Youssef is our guest here today on the program, and Dr. Youssef, many see all that's going on and asking the question, is the end near? And some are looking for ways to prepare and asking questions. You know, what should I do with my money? How should I be investing it now? What what items should I be stocking up on? Where should I be living? How should I be prepared? Many are looking for some form of security, and your final chapter is entitled, True security in a collapsing world. What's that true security that you speak of? Well, the main thing, of course, is that our security is in Christ. And that is the one thing that the church must heed. And that is basically get together, get closer to each other, um, minister to one another. The church needs to be as close to each other as, as they've never been before, but also something else they must do. And that must they shake off their fear, and they be, begin witnessing for Christ. And, uh, and, and, and these are great days of harvest. Uh, at the age of 74, I've just uh, launched a new ministry with five um, uh, leaders from the Billy Graham organization coming and joining me uh, to do this, and that's uh, launching crusades all over the world, hmm. um, going in there in-person preaching, and I'm asking members of my church and uh, members of the Church of Jesus, anywhere, everywhere, that this is the time when you should not be fearful, but be excited, because the day of redemption is is, is like the old man said. We've read the last chapter, and we know we win. Amen, amen. And so that's one on the one hand, but also we must be witnessing. If God is going to send us an awakening, my friend R.T. Kendall believes that God is going to send an awakening immediately prior to the return of Christ, well, I don't know if he's right. If God is going to send an awakening, it's got, the revival has got to start in the church. It's got to start in the heart of the believers. Uh, Gypsy Smith, one time when they asked him, you know, how revival starts, he said, go home, get a chalk, and make a circle around yourself and say, Lord, revive everything inside the circle. Yes. And so we've got to start in our own lives. And, and if you're in a church that is not preaching the gospel, a church that has lost its way, and you cannot change it, you cannot influence it, then run. <laughs> and, um, and the other thing is that we've got to be prepared to recognize the spirit of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. We know that there are many Antichrists with small a, but there is an Antichrist with a capital A. And, and this, I think, the chapter you referring to, and he's going to be a deceiver. He's going to be, you know, people think Hitler was an antichrist or Mussolini. That is absolutely not even consistent with the word. He's going to be such a charming person that people literally will voluntarily bow and say, wow, and then they will submit to him, and then before he really shows his color, true color. And so don't be deceived. And, 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 and stay focused on Christ and Christ alone. Amen. And, and not follow uh, uh, false teachers and false preachers. Uh, because, um, you know, the, 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 the return of Christ should be something that excites believers. On the one hand, do not put on white robes and head for the mountains. Hmm. That is not a way, because Jesus said to occupy. Till I come. Matter of fact, in your you talk about make sure your lamp is lit for Jesus' return. So, yeah. uh, t- tell us what, what exactly are you meaning by that? I mean, that comes directly from Scripture. Exactly. Well, the following chapter, twenty-five, Jesus goes straight from telling about these uh, signs of the uh, of, of uh, labor pains to immediately tell the story of the ten virgins. And and you know when you read it very carefully, you discover that all ten of them went to sleep because it's nighttime. Uh, and uh, and they all had some things in common, um, 
you know, they're obviously around the same age. They're around. They've, they've probably been in the same church. But when the time came and the bridegroom showed up, what happened? Those who had oil in the lamp, those who were absolutely committed, loving, serving Jesus with all of their hearts, they are the ones who were born again. They immediately uh, woke up, got the lamps lit, and they were ready. But the others who professing Christians, I'm assuming, and uh, or people who maybe even gone to church, uh, but they kind of uh, got away from the truth of the gospel. And uh, they, they tried to buy oil. They couldn't buy it. They borrowed it, couldn't borrow it, because salvation and the truth of Christ is now. And the time is coming when it will be too late. And that is why I'm urgent about the calling of, on the believers not only to be prepared and be ready, but they also need to be witnessing mm-hmm. lovingly, lovingly, caring. I've, I find myself sometimes when I'm witnessing to a person, I, I'm in tears. I, I'm not sitting there saying, hey, you got to do this. And he goes, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm in tears because I know if he doesn't, he's going to a place of torment for all of eternity. And so we've got to have that incredible compassion for the lost and love for the lost but also absolute 100% dedication commitment to let them know what the truth is and invite them to come to know Jesus. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk. Our phone lines are open right now, 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. If you have a question you'd like to ask of Dr. Yusuf or a brief comment, uh, our number here, 800-733-9829. Uh, Dr. Yusuf, you, you, you talked about being engaged until the Lord does return. We don't know when he is coming back, but we, you said we need to occupy till we come. And as I look in Scripture, nowhere do I find any location where it says, well, if things really get hard, then you can stop being salt. If things really get tough, stop being light. More than ever, we need to be salt and light in this time in which we live. Exactly. In fact, salt is far more effective uh, in, right in the, in, in the craves between the meat, because that's uh, going to keep the meat from rotting. Because, and the more closer to rotting the meat, the more the salt is needed and desperately uh, effective. And so, no, no, there is no time uh, for us to stop. There is no reason for us to stop. In fact, every indication, every exhortation by our Lord, every parable is to be ready and to be prepared and to be active and to ready to give an account to the faith that, uh, that is within you, uh, the hope that's within you. And that's really what the church need to be equipping believers and we're doing that in our church. We are equipping believers, and we are training the next generation. We are exposing them to what the truth is and they, how, they, how would they stand up in the times of persecution and trouble and how they do it lovingly. And I keep emphasizing this because when Paul talks about the, speaking the truth in love, he has given us a very delicate formula. And, 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 and because sometimes they don't go together. You get loving people of not telling the truth, and truth people are not very loving. But in reality, we have to have both, and we have to hold them in tension with each other, and we have to practice them in our Christian witness. Again, folks, our number, 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. We're going to Richard in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, Richard. You're on the air. Hi. Thank you. I agree with with the uh, man talking. I ride the city bus in Albuquerque, and I'm preaching all the time. Some people tell me bad things, that Jesus is a queer, screw him, all terrible things. Mm -hmm. I was preaching the other day. Some women asked me to get off the bus with them, and they said, I thank you for what you were saying. I needed to hear you. Mm -hmm. And I agree. People who call themselves Christians got to get out there and preach every day. Because so many people don't read the Bible, have no idea who Jesus really is and what he thinks about us. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for sharing oh, that testimony. Uh, Dr. Yusuf, there, there are Christians that are increasingly becoming, you know, as we talked about being targeted today, and there may be many who find it far easier to keep their faith quiet other than what Richard, Richard is proclaiming biblical truth. But what do you say to the one who finds it more expedient to stay quiet? Well, of course. I mean, we, we all, we all, including 
uh, yours truly are cowards by nature. I mean, we 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 just rather not get into trouble. But uh, um, and and just in uh, in the speaker's corner uh, in Hyde Park, uh, I saw with my own eyes they've arrested evangelists. And by the way, they went to the court and they won it in the court. But then you get a, a Muslim speaker right there on, in, in, on the other side, and the police standing quiet, don't touch him because, because they're fearful. But they all arrest the Christians day and night, they're arresting Christian speakers. And so don't take heart. God is on the throne, and he sees what you're doing. And he, and he, and he, remember this. When we see the Lord face to face, I talk to my congregation all the time. I live for the day of the audience of one. Uh, if I go and see him before he returns, I'm going to have that audience of one with him. And he said he's going to say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. You see, well done. He never says much done. So I'm not going to say, look, how many sermons did I preach? How many books did I write? No, no. <laughs> how faithful have I been with your word? You see, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we, every believer should live for and not worry about what people say. Oh, my goodness, if I can tell you about the things they said about me and some websites literally designed to just attack me through the years. Um, you know, it's humorous at times, but in the end, Jesus said, blessed are you when you're persecuting you uh, for righteousness' sake. Yeah. And and we're told, we shouldn't be surprised, because even as Paul wrote to Timothy, those who live godly in Christ Jesus yep. shall suffer persecution. Yeah. They will be. Yeah. Uh, so all this lawlessness that we're seeing in the world today, all the wickedness that's escalating in the world today, this is really not just a fluke, is it? I mean, we're, we've been warned that these times are going to come. Exactly. And, uh, and this is, you know, these are one, one of the six things that our Lord Jesus spelled out. And uh, there may have been times of lawlessness in certain parts of the world, uh, like in the French Revolution or whatever, so, uh, because I'm very familiar with history. But to see it going globally from Australia to United States and everything in between, then you know this is not just a, a happenstance or this is not just a blip on the screen. This is something that's happening globally. In the past, a lot of, um, uh, particularly in time folks, were focusing on the West or America, what's happening here, mm-hmm. and everything was, uh, uh, you know, stand or fall by what's happening in America. That was always troubling to me because when I read particularly Revelation 18, when he talks about the economic collapse of the world and the world's merchants are going to be weeping and, and mourning, etc., now it's global. It has to be global in order for it to be a, a, a sign of the end of time. So we're seeing it now. The globe has become so small and you get a blip on the uh, uh, stock market in, uh, in Bangkok, and the whole world literally uh, loses trillions of dollars. And so the world is interrelated, almost ready for something that our Lord said, that these, these powerful people will be running from mountain to mountain, calling upon the stone, said, hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne. There's going to be a dreadful day for those who don't know Jesus. And that's why we need to tell them to escape while the escaping is good. Amen. Amen. Dr. Michael Yusuf with us today here on Crosstalk. Phone number to Crosstalk is 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. Dr. Yusuf says, you know, I'm, I'm not an end-time preacher, but when I read what I read in, in Matthew 24 and 25, I, I've got I've to share it. I've got to write about it, and I need to warn as well. And uh, certainly that is uh, where this program is coming from today. Answering that question, is the end near? Folks, see the labor pains that are ever before us. We'll be back in just one minute. This is Crosstalk on VCY. Again, 800-733-9829. We'll be right back. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Well, as many of you know by now, Kanye West came out and made a bunch of anti-Semitic comments about the Jewish people. I warned on my national radio show that this public figure who's being praised by many on the right and the left would be used to justify more anti-Semitism. Well, over the weekend, it's being reported by a Fox Los Angeles station that 
a big anti-Semitic sign saying that Kanye West was right about the Jews was flying over the interstate. My friends, I have done conferences, two of them, national conferences a few years ago called Holocaust Horizon, warning about the dangers of the rise of anti-Semitism. We have said since Nazi Germany, never again. But my friends, the anti-Semitism is rising. But let's be clear, it's rising from the right and from the left, including within evangelicalism with replacement theology that says God is done with Israel. That's a lie. Be on guard. Listening to the program Crosstalk here on the VCY American Network. Dr. Michael Youssef is with us today. Brand new book that he just uh, had released earlier this month, Is the End Near? And talking about those labor pains uh, that are ever upon us. Uh, and friends, there's uh, so much more here. Uh, you'll find it in the book uh, available at ltw.org. That stands for Leading the Way, ltw.org, or is the end near book.com. Uh, let's go now to the state of Kentucky. We have Dawn, who is calling in. Hi, Dawn. Thanks for calling Crosstalk here on the air. Uh, yes. Uh, what is, uh, Dr. Youssef, what are your thoughts about the one uh, religion center in Abu Dhabi? Mm, good good question. And what about that one religious center? So we got yeah. a mosque, a, a, a temple, and, and a church there in Abu Dhabi. Sure. I've preached in Dubai and Abu Dhabi many times, and... Uh, I've literally been there tens of times, and I know what's going on. This um, so-called Abrahamic religion is not necessarily world religion. This is just uh, uh, the idea was to have Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, uh, whom they call the religions of Abraham, that uh, all uh, claim Abraham for their founder. And it's an idea that some Muslims, even in the United States, have promoted by saying, uh, you have Judeo-Christian, you need to have Chrislam. And Chrislam, as a, a concept, has really been fed to a lot of, uh, you know, mainland uh, denominations, and uh, so much so that in some Canadian and uh, other uh, cities, invite an imam to come once a month and preach from a church. And I often say, well, does the preacher at that church is invited to go and preach in the mosque? They say, no. I said, well, because in their mind, Islam is a superior religion, and therefore they can come and talk to Christians in churches, but they will not have a, a Christian mm-hmm. speak in the mosque. And so this whole idea of bringing Christianity, Islam, and Judaism together is really... Um, and, and the Pope promoted it, the head of Al-Azhar University in Cairo promoted it, and uh, in reality that is just a, a bigger facade. Now, I'm not questioning their motive, that they want to bring peace and so forth, uh, but uh, in reality it, that's a deception because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and the only giver of eternal life, and not uh, by uh, being... Uh, friendly with other religions and uh, and, they, and basically accept other religions as the truth. And that's really any uh, movement, whether it be uh, world religion or be the world government, uh, they all basically want to bring Christianity down to their size and muddle it in the middle of all the other stuff. But we need to say, no, we love you, but our truth is the truth is the truth and it cannot be compromised, and it cannot become just another religion. We're not a religion. We are a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Don, for the call. We're going next to Robert calling in from Glendale. Hi, Robert. You're on the air. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon, brothers. Hey, uh, Dr. Youssef, brother, hey. i got to ask you something. You've said a couple of times here on this uh, program that uh, you're not a prophecy preacher. Um, I'm just asking... And I'm not trying to stir up hornets or anything. But you do believe in the significance of prophecy, right? Latter-day prophecy? absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. And prophecy is not given to us just to satisfy our curiosity. They're given to us so that we would be 
because a lot of people just almost uh, take it as an exercise, and and they debate and they discuss and they go and I said, now wait a minute, what is that good do? What prophecy is doing for you to get out and share Christ with others? If it's just become an exercise of a debate and argument, uh, uh, the rapture first or this first or who's going to go up and who's going to come down, mm-hmm. but uh, not not proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, then that's not what, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not into all these things and I get bogged down in the details. I'm, I believe Jesus is coming back and he's going to judge the world and that he's going to take his children to heaven to be with him for eternity and that those who rejected him will be suffering for all of eternity in a place called hell and it is a topos in greek it's a place and therefore that's where my passion is rather than the exercise and all the other stuff you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yes i've got one quick question for you you speak arabic you speak arabic yes i do yes you grew up in egypt right yes yeah great Okay. Thank uh, you, Robert. Thank you for the call here today. Dr. Michael Youssef uh, with us here today. And I, I know, Dr. Youssef, that the stirring in your heart is really t- to awaken <laughs> the church. And yes. and there's an apostasy that is, is just so prevalent across this world today. We have just less than two minutes of time, but just share that, that, that heartbeat that you have to, to warn people as to where we're headed right now. Sure. First of all, I want to echo the words of Jesus. Don't let anyone mislead you. Uh, And uh, and we have so many preachers uh, on television today, and now I'm one of them, but, but, you know, some will tell you that your best life is now. They never talk about eternity. They have others who are saying, look, you need to get unhitched from the Old Testament, and you get others who are saying you don't have to uh, Jesus is not the only way. Sixty percent of evangelicals now saying that Jesus is not the only mm. way. Thirty percent said Jesus sinned. I mean, so much stuff that's going on in the church today, and we need, I need to wake up the remnant. I need to wake up the believers to realize that the time is short, and we cannot play games with eternity This is this, and, and have people gamble with their eternity because of all these false teachers and false preachers. And we need to wake up, and we wake up in time before it's too late. Amen. Well, Dr. Yusuf, we thank you for joining us, carving out a full hour here to join us for the program today, and it's just to certainly help uh, awaken us and alert us that, that, that we should be observing the things that are happening right now. Something is going to happen. Jesus Christ is going to return. Our faith, our trust needs to be in Him, and we need to certainly occupy until He comes again. Amen. Amen. Dr. Michael Yusuf with us here today. And again, folks, his websites are ltw.org or uh, isthenearbook.com. Certainly, friends, we need to keep our eyes looking up, but also to keep, uh, as Dr. Yusuf said, we need to keep our, our lamps lit and uh, to occupy until the Lord does return. He's called us to be salt. He's called us to be light. Let's stay faithful until he returns. It's not a time for fear. It's a time for hope, and we continue that hope, but it's found in Jesus Christ. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us today on Crosstalk. Listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.